0: One of the Mari Razal that bring out the amazing Milo of Matan Torah is found in Masech T'Psochim. Rabbi Yosef, on the day of Shavuos, would say, Avdali Eglotilsa, make for me a calf that's third born, third born of its mother. And he said, If not for this day that has caused it, how many people? How many other people would there be? Yosef out in the marketplace. Says the Rebbe. From the questions that are on this statement is number one: What does he mean with the expression Hayoima this day? Rabbi Yosef's intention in this saying certainly was that the fact that separates him, that distinguishes him from other people, is because that he learns Torah, as Rashi explains. So why? Is he sort of hiding or blocking this fact behind the words, If not for this day, why isn't he just clear, If not for Torah, or something like that. Furthermore, since Rabbi Yosef means the maila, the special quality of learning Torah, so that's actually not even connected to this specific day. The day of Shavuot is the day of the giving of the Torah. Because learning of Torah happened even before Matan Torah, even before Vav Sivan, as the Razal tell us, and Shalavi from all the days of our Avos, there was always the concept of yeshivas by them. When they were in Mitzrayim, they had a yeshiva. Avram Avinu sat and learnt in yeshiva, and all the Avos. So why is Rabbi Yosef connecting his learning Torah specifically with Hayoima, with this day of Shavuos? We also need to understand. What does he mean by adding the words the kagorim? If not for this day, that would have caused it. Seemingly, it would have been enough just to say ilav hayoimah. If not for this day, says so the Rebbe. Seemingly, we would be able to answer that when he says the word hayoimah, he actually does not mean the quality of the day as a day of matan Torah, but rather the fact that this day was the day that Hashem is choosing the Yidin, that the Yidin are going to be Hashem's treasured nation. Hashem chooses the Yidin, from all nations, from all languages. And it's because of this that Rabbi Yosef is now distinguished from Kama Yosef Beshuka, from all these other people in the marketplace. And this is why he doesn't say, if not for Torah, he says this day, and he uses the way the Kagarim that had caused it, because what he's trying to emphasize is not the actual giving of Torah itself, but rather something else that the day has caused. However, the Rebbe says, it's difficult to say that this is the only thing and the only reason of what he means. Because Rashi, the main one who teaches us the pshat of the Gemara, tells us clearly, regarding what Rabbi Yosef meant, of this day, is that I learned Torah. This is also understood from the general context of what's going on in the Gemara just before it and after it, which is mainly speaking about the qualities of Torah and learning Torah. More importantly, the Rebbe says, based on this, that Hashem has chosen us, that's a mailo, that's a quality of all Yidin compared to all the nations, but from what Rabbi Yosef says, it sounds like he's trying to speak about something unique and special that he has even compared to other Yidin. Some other duyukim in what Rabbi Yosef says, says the Rebbe, number one, why does he use the expression "Kama Yosefika"? How many Yosefs there would have been? Why can he just say how many other people there are? Why is it relevant regarding this Mila that we're speaking about that Rabbi Yosef gets, the name Yosef? Furthermore, we see Rashi also emphasizes this. He says, translating the Gemara, explaining the Gemara, he says there would be many other people in the market called Yosef. What's this emphasis on the word Yosef? Also says that Rebbe, why is it important to, to add that how many other people there would be, or Yosefs there would be, Bishukah in the marketplace. Why can't it just say how many other Yosefs there would be? says that Rebbe, we cannot say that what he's trying to emphasize is how he's different from the other Yosefs because they are in the marketplace and they are not in the base Medrash where Rabbi Yosef is, because that would have been understood even without the word beshuka. because basically without Torah, without Matan Torah, there wouldn't have been a base Medrash. All over would have been outside and the opposite of base Medrash. All over would have been a marketplace. Says the Rebbe, the explanation of all of this is simply the difference between learning of Torah and fulfillment of mitzvahs before Matan Torah. As the Razzal tell us regarding learning Torah, as we mentioned already before, that the obvious learned Torah. So, to regarding the mitzvahs, we're told that Avram Mavina, fulfilled all of the, mit- the t- all of Torah, all the mitzvahs of the Torah before it was given. So, what's the difference before matan Torah and after matan Torah? That before matan Torah, the fulfillment of the mitzvahs was in a way of Eino mitzvah So We weren't commanded to do it, and yet we did it. And after Matan Torah, you didn't get the special advantage of Mitzuva of being commanded and doing something. What is this idea? What's the Chiddush of Mitzuva V'oisa after Matan Torah? It's not only as far as the person is concerned, the person doing the mitzvah, that he is going to get more reward because he was commanded. But more importantly, there's a change, there's a difference, there's an advantage in the chef's and the object with which the mitzvah is being done. That is, before Matan Torah, since the mitzvahs were only coming because the person is deciding to do it. It's with a person's own power, with a person's own abilities. It's not coming because he was commanded by the Creator, by Hashem. So the actions of his mitzvah is not able to affect a change in the very essence of the object, of the way it is, the way Hashem created it. In other words, it cannot become what we call a chef a show mitzvah, an object of a mitzvah. The change that's able to happen is only as far as the person is concerned. In other words, he did something. He did something that that's a mitzvah, but it didn't change and affect the object itself. However, after Matan Torah, when we were commanded by Hashem through a mitzvah saseh, or through a mitzvah saseh, so now we have the chidush, What the mitzvah is achieving, also in the object of the mitzvah, that when the per- when Hashem commands the person to do something, he has the ability to now change impact. The object with which he's doing the mitzvah or the Aveder, litzlan, Says the Rebbe, when a Yid is makayim a mitzvah saseh, this means that this person did a mitzvah now, and he achieved something in the object that it becomes a cheftza shal mitzvah. It becomes an object of a mitzvah. Similarly by a loisase, if he does litzlan and Aveira, So the effect of the evader is not only in the person that he has done something wrong, but he also did something with the object, and the object was now changed and became something despicable, something disgusting. Says the Rebbe, from this we understand, as explained elsewhere at length, why it is that Avram Avinu, when he wanted to make Eliezer, Swear with a cheifetz shal mitzvah holding on to an object of a mitzvah, he says to him, Sim no yid, yotcha tachas put your hand under my thigh, which in other words, this is connected to the mitzvah of mila. seemingly this would be opposite of Tznius, and the question is, if Avram Avina fulfilled all of Torah, then seemingly he would have had other objects of mitzvah with which he could have placed the oath on Eliezer. But the explanation, as I said before, since the fulfillment of mitzvahs by Avraham Avinu wasn't coming because of Hashem commanding him, but because of himself. So he didn't have the ability to change the object of the mitzvah, to become a chef mitzvah. The only exception to this was the mitzvah of Mila, for which he had a direct and clear tzivui from Hashem. And therefore that was considered, that became a chef tz kaddish, a holy object. Nevertheless, the Rambam actually tell us, we, tells us we don't do the bris because Avraham Avinu circumcised himself and his family, but because Hashem commanded us to do this through Moshe Rabbeinu that we should have a bris. Now, you might ask, Hashem told Avram Avinu also you and your children for all generations. So why are we not doing it because of Avram Avinu? Because the real Shalem was the full impact of the Kedusha of an object. Even of Mitzvah milah, is really only after Matan Torah. Different to Avraham Avinu, even more than Avraham Avinu, and one of the reasons, as the Rebbe, we can explain, is because you cannot compare a command that Avraham Avinu has in the vuh of to a mitzvah, individual mitzvah to an individual person, to the commands that come from the Abishter, by and Toedah through Moshe Rabbeinu that was given when all the Tayag mitzvahs were given to all of the Eden. It's obviously going to be on a much higher level. Says the Rebbe, this now is the explanation of what Yosef said, Elav yosef What he's saying is, if not for this day of Matan Torah. Yes, we would have learned Torah. We would have done mitzvahs. And the general idea of Torah and mitzvahs is a concept of Yosef, meaning it's a haisafah in Kedusha, more than the world is and has on its own. However, the Kama Yosef, meaning the effect, the haisafah, of Torah and mitzvahs before Matan Torah is in a way that the world itself doesn't really change. The world itself remains a shuk, remains a marketplace. It remains just like before we learned Torah or did a mitzvah. It remains a rishus harabim, a place, in other words, outside the domain of Hashem, just like it was before the fulfillment of the mitzvahs. Because the act of the mitzvah and the effect of the mitzvah was only on the person, but it didn't really change the, per- the world itself. That the world should become a cheftz of the kedusha I said before, but ha It's specifically because of this day that Hashem now commanded for tayder mitzvahs. Now there's a yosef, there's a suffer there's an addition, there's a change. That the world itself is no longer remaining like in the status, in the in the level of a shuk. The puulah, the effect of the Hesopah, of limudatayin, and a mitzvah, is not only in the person himself, and that the world remains a shuk, remains a market like before, but rather the metzias of the shuk itself, of the market itself, of the outside world itself, was now transformed into a heft into an object of a mitzvah, and to a mokim kaddish, etc. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we could also understand, Rashi says... What, about Rabbi Yosef, he says, toira, that I learned Torah, and I was elevated. And the question is, where is Rashi getting these words from? Where is Rashi get that Rabbi Yosef also meant this idea that I was elevated? Simply what he's saying is, I learned Torah and I'm different from all the other people in the marketplaces that the marketplace that don't learn Torah. But based on what we said, says the it's understood, just like the Chidush of HaYoyma, of this day, in mitzvahs, even though they did mitzvahs before, but the fact is that now the mitzvah is changing; that the object becomes an object of a mitzvah. So too with learning Torah; that even though a yid was able, the person was able to learn Torah before matan Torah and able to understand the chachma of Torah and acquire the words of Torah. Nevertheless, it didn't really make such a change around in the person himself, so to speak, in the Chetzah, that the person himself was changed to become transformed before matan Torah. Whereas through Limud after Matan Toitah, the person himself is transformed. The Nisroi was elevated. The learning, the person that learning himself became now, so to speak, a higher sort of Hefza. Says the Rebbe, now we can go back to Rabbi Yosef's expression when he says that this yoima kagorim caused it. What does he mean by causing it? In other words, when we speak about what high yoima achieved, what the day of Matan Toitah achieved, there's another idea as well. And that is, before Matan Torah, there was no Geder of isur or Mitzvah on an object itself. In other words, there was only a command to the person, but on the world itself, you wouldn't say about a certain thing that it's a forbidden object or a permitted object. There's a person who gets a command to do something or not to do something. After Matan Torah, even before the person goes ahead and does it, or the positive Mitzvah or the isur Chas shalom there's already in the world objects that we refer to them. We say this is a heftz of a mitzvah. This is an object of a mitzvah that a mitzvah will be done with it, or it's aser. The object itself is an object of iser. The Rebbe says something similar to this. We could even find within before Matan Torah itself. We could also find this sort of distinction a little bit. The Rebbe says one of the explanation of why it, one of the explanations of why it is that Avraham Avinu did not fulfill the mitzvah of mila before he was commanded even though we say Avraham Avinu fulfilled all of Torah, says the Rebbe, since he was not commanded for the mitzvah of Mila, so in the mitzvah of Torah, in other words, in the way Torah views it, there was no gedder even of an arla. This skin that's covering over didn't have a separate geder being called an arla. In other words, there was nothing of this mitzvah of an arla. And therefore, it's not even possible to say that you could be mal, you could circumcise the arlo, it's as if you're just cutting just regular skin. There is no, the, the mitzvah of the skin itself is no different to any other part of the skin. Now the Rebbe says, even though you might say that there's something similar by matzah and the like, that there's no gedr of matzah, and other similar mitzvahs that would be like that. However, the Rebbe says, there it's a bit different. Because at the end of the day, you do find, and yet, and yet we say that Avraham Avinu ate matzah and fulfilled the other mitzvahs and his children, etc. So the rabbi says the explanation is, because over there at least, there is a concept of Achilas, of, of achilas mitzvah. In other words, there's a concept that Avraham Avinu does eat. And there's different kinds of eating. There's the eating of of, of bread. There's the eating of the Ben HaBokar, like we find by the achnasas of Avraham Avinu. In other words, there is a concept of eating. So the question is whether, whether he's eating, whether the matzah itself is considered an object of a mitzvah. But the concept of eating we find already by Avraham Avinu. And eating to do with a mitzvah. And generally the idea of tzedakah applies already to Avraham Avinu. And tzedakah can include also clothes and house and so on. In other words, so the general idea... Exists already, so the question is just whether this thing has an ob- uh, gather of 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 a, of a mitzvah. Whereas when it comes to milah, what we were just saying is that the whole concept of the arla didn't even exist as far as a separate mitzvah, and therefore the milah that arla also can't exist. A further point that Rebbe says regarding other mitzvahs: if if Avram Avinu would have done those other mitzvahs, it would never take away that he should be able to eventually be able to do it properly. In other words, theoretically speaking, he did a mitzvah of matzah. If the Abishta would then command him to eat matzah, he could still eat matzah. Whereas Mila, if he would circumcise himself before this idea that the Arla, in other words, when the concept of Arlo doesn't even exist in, a, in the Torah light, so through this he would never been able to eventually do the mitzvah of the Arla when Hashem does command him because he doesn't have, he doesn't have that skin anymore. But based on this whole idea, the Rebbe says in a similar way after Matan Torah as well. That there is a certain of the mitzvah or the isur even before the Yisr commands it. The Rebbe says, just like in regards to isur, we say that there are certain, because Torah commanded us, it's not only that the Torah is commanding the person not to do it, but the object itself is considered a disgusting object. Now it's considered a matter of isur. The same thing is true with mitzvahs as well. That even before the person does the mitzvah, one of the chidushim of matan tovah is that there's a certain mitziyus of kedusha, of a certain kedusha applying to this object with which you're going to do the mitzvah that totally didn't exist before matan tovah. In other words, this object is already sort of in the domain of being shyach to the inyan of a mitzvah. Obviously, it's not the same way as once you're going to fulfill the mitzvah once you're going to do the mitzvah of tefillin with the tefillin, or take the Dalad Minim with the esrog, etc. So it's obviously going to be much more Kedusha. But there's already a certain shaykhs of the Kedusha with the object, even before we did the mitzvah. And the Rebbe says, based on this, we could actually explain a statement of the Mechilta, which originally seems very, very strange. This is, we say this in the Haggadah, actually. On the pasuk, "Vigadet olav incho bayoyimahu leimer ba'avur Hashem li that on that day you'll tell your child that because of all of this, Hashem has done for me when I went out of Mitzrayim. This is the obligation of telling the story of Yitzias Mitzrayim. The Mechilta says, "Yochel merishchedish." I might think that you start saying the story of Yitzias Mitzrayim areishchedish nisim. Talmud leimer, but the pasuk says, "Bayoyimahu" on that day. So this is the day. Of Pesach, or the night of Pesach. Ibayoimahu says the, says the Medrish. I may have thought I could start doing it already during the day, not wait for at night. But the Passoc says, Bavurze. Bavurze means because of this, referring to the matzah and the murder. So the command of Cypriot, yes, Metzrayim, is while I have the matzah and murder in front of us. So the mefarshim explained that what was the question, what was the Havaminu, what was the initial thought of the Mechilta? That the Chiyuv of the obligation of telling the story of Yitzis Mitzrayim should be from Rish Chodesh. Why would I think so? What would have made me thought, think so? Because just like Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Yidin on Rish Chodesh regarding the dinum of Pesach and Matzah, about eating Matzah and, and eating together with the mother, etc., which this all brings, of course, the goal of Yetzias Mitzrayim, so so too, when the yidn are going to be speaking about Yetzias Mitzrayim, they should also start from Rosh Chodesh. That's why we have to learn from the Pasuk, that no, by Yoy Mahur it has to be on a specific time, a specific day, and b'sha'a sheyash ma'at so'umarer munacham So the Rebbe asks, from the simple wording of the Mechilteh it sounds like, that what we learn out, even at the end, about the obligation of Sipri Yitzias Mitzrayim, that it needs to be when Matzah and Morer are in front of you, is not as if we now came up with a Chidush, that Sipri Yitzias Mitzrayim has a special Geder, has a special definition and needs to be associated with Matzah and marir. The truth of the matter is, even according to the mechilta's original thought, when we learn out, V'yigadetol avincha even at the initial thought, we understand that the story of Yetzirah Mitzrayim is connected with ideas of Pesach, Matzah, and Marah that we're mentioning. It's only that because of the wording in the Pesach, we're now going to learn exactly the timing when it needs to be. That it actually has to be when the Matzah and Marah are in front of us. But even from the outset, we knew already that it's connected to the Matzah and Marah. If that's the case, the question is right away, what kind of connection does Pesach, Matzah, and Marah even have to Rosh Chodesh if the whole Mitziyas, if the whole idea of Pesach, Matzah, Mutter only apply on the night of Tezvav Nisan, or at least earlier on the day. So why would I even think that it should be from Rosh Chodesh? So the Rebbe says, but based on what we explained before, it all comes out very nice. Because, since on Rosh Chodesh, Hashem is commanding us to eat and to make the carbon Pesach and the Matzah and the Morer. That means it's at that moment of Rosh Chodesh that now the Pesach, Matzah and Mar sort of become a mitzvah. Become a cheftza, a mitzvah, uh, an entity according to Torah of these mitzvahs. Again, the always before mat and Torah wouldn't have had it. The Yidden before Rosh Chodesh wouldn't have had it. That means Pesach, Matzah and Mar wouldn't have been a thing before that time. The Rebbe says to add another point some people actually say, there's an opinion that says that the Chiv of Shoyel in the of learning the Hilchis Pesach Kedem Pesach is two weeks before Pesach. So that would be that Rosh in other words, there's a certain idea of Pesach, Matzah Mater, because of the Halachis and commands of the Torah, in other words, already learning the Halachis of Pesach. So this is what the Mechilta says we would have thought. Since there's already a Metzius, there's a Torah dika a Torah dika entity in the world already of Pesach Matzahomar, so maybe the Chiv the can now apply already. The story of Pesach Matzahomar, Yetzias Mitzrayim can apply now, because as far as Torah is concerned, these things exist already. Then the Mechilta goes on and says, no, we can't say that. But, Mechilta says, maybe at least by Yoimahu. In other words, fine. Rosh is not enough. The fact that Torah just says these things exist, but at least during the day when we actually practically have the carbon pesach already, in other words, and that's the main thing that brings the geula. It's not only that the Torah commanded us, but even the person is obligated already to bring the carbon pesach. He's even bringing the carbon pesach already. So maybe at this point, because the person has a command already to bring the carbon pesach, maybe at this point he's already able to st- say the story of Yes Mitzrayim. So the Michilta concludes, no, we actually have to have it when the matzah and the murder are actually in front of you. In other words, when can you mention the mitzvah of Pesach, matzah, and murder and fulfill the mitzvah of Sippor Yitzies Mitzrayim is only when we're actually holding at this stage of the mitzvah when we have the actual obligation of matzah and murder at night when the person is actually doing the mitzvah already. And in other words... The mitzvah is actually transforming the object now in the fullest sense, not only beforehand, when Torah gave it already a mitzius. And the Rebbe says this is true, not only in regards to matzah and water, and even, but even the carbon pesach. Even though we were mockery of the carbon pesach in the afternoon, so it's already a object of kachim, of a carbon pesach. But since the whole point of the carbon pesach is ultimately to eat it, so therefore the shleimus of the mitzvah of the chefza, even of the carbon Pesach, is also going to be only at night when we have the obligation to eat it, together with the matzah and murder. Says the Rebbe, this is what Rabbi Yosef was saying, of what high modekah gorim, that this day caused. The simple meaning of the word gorim, of something causing something, that means it's not coming in a direct way, the effect, but it's coming in a way that something caused something else. So too in our case, as said before, the fact that, Rabbi Yosef is being lifted up, that he's being a transformed person. That's going to happen through learning Torah and doing the mitzvahs practically. That's going to happen when you actually do the mitzvah. However, this day caused that the limudah Torah and the kiyumah mitzvah should be able to actually change the heftzah, should make that change in the world. And what this really means is two things. Number one, in other words, that now in the world we already have a heftzah, of a mitzvah or an aveir in the world. In other words, we have certain objects that are a Kaili with which we're going to be able to do a mitzvah with them or through them. And number two is the Yidin themselves were transformed. This is the time when their, their geirus was complete. They came under kam ha under the wings of the shechina. And we know that a geir, when he becomes a geir, he's like a newborn child. In other words, Yidin, their actual body, they became. There was a transformation that became a holy nation. And because of this, the Yid has the ability that when he's going to take something from the world and going to do what Hashem commanded him, so now we're going to have the actual kedushah of the Mitzvah applied to it, the Hesofah, the Yosef, that from the Shuk, as we said, the marketplace itself should now become a holy place or a holy object. And so too by a Yid himself, that when he learns Torah practically, there's now going to be a transformation that he is going to be lifted up in addition to this holiness that he has anyways. Says the Rebbe, we still need to understand why is it and how come it is that this my love matin and was only saying, being said first by Rabbi Yosef. Now the Rebbe says, as far as the Amoiroim that came after Rabbi Yosef, this is not a question. Once Rabbi Yosef said it, once Rabbi Yosef revealed it, so obviously they don't need to say it. But the question is, what about all of the Amoiroim before Rabbi Yosef? What about all the generations of Tanoim why don't we find anyone else emphasizing this idea of Elav love yoimu the Kogorim? So the Rebbe explains, in regards to this chidush of ha that because of the tzivuy of Hashem, there is a chidush in the union of mitzvahs and so too regarding prohibitions, that in, even in the object itself, the following question could come up. Is this halos of the Hefza? This idea that an object is, could be changed. Is this only if the person is actually commanded to do it? In other words, it's only because of the command that he has to fulfill the mitzvah or not to do the Avera. So now, this object could be considered an object that can be made holy or not. If it's related to a person, again, that's mitzvah v'o'isa. But someone that does not have tzivu would not be able to impact that object in the same way. So which way do we say? In other words, do we say that do we say that it's only a person that's mitzuba voisa, or do we say that no? Since matan Torah, every single yid became holy. The kedushas body became holy, and that there is these gedorim, these definitions of a cheftz of a mitzvah being holy in the world. So this idea of the mitzvah could even apply through someone that's not mitzvah voisa. The Rebbe gives an example. Let's say women. Women are part of from mitzvah say shazman, gramma, mitzvah say that are, that are based on time. Nevertheless, as we know, there are many mitzvahs that they are allowed to do of those mitzvahs. So the question is, in those mitzvahs that they are doing, is it only that they are doing it? In other words, it's only the gavra, the person doing a mitzvah. So they did a positive thing and they did a holy thing. Or do we say that no, they have that ability to even affect and impact the chefter? But again, they weren't commanded. And the Rebbe says that this will actually be a nafke mina la in a number of areas. And the Rebbe gives some examples. We have a dinbaya by a esrog that the esrog, because it was designated set aside for the mitzvah, you're not allowed to eat from that from that esrog and other sort of benefits from that esrog during the seven days of sukkahs. So the question is, if the esrog is a woman's esrog, does it have that dint? Is there an impact on the esrog itself that the, that the chefts of the esrog became something different or not? A similar question regarding a person that's blind, itslan. According to Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says that a, per, a blind person is potter from all the mitzvahs in the Torah. So the question will then be, if he does a mitzvah, does that impact the chefts of the mitzvah, because he is not mitzvah of v'oisa. So now, let's bring this all to Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef was actually blind. So we find in the Gemara, that Rabbi Yosef said the following. He says, originally, I would have said, I used to say, that whoever is going to say that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, that a blind person is pater min ha I would be very, very happy. I would make a big su'ud for the for the tamidich hachamim. Why? Because I'm part of the mitzvahs. I'm not mitzvah. And I'm still doing the mitzvah. So therefore, it's an amazing thing. But now that I heard a statement that Rabbi Chanino said, that he said that a person that's commanded is and does is actually greater than someone that's not commanded and does, so now I would rather someone that tells me that the halacha is not like Rav Yehuda, in other words, because I would rather be mitzvah V'oisa. So if someone's going to tell me that the halacha is not like Rav Yehuda and a blind person is obligated to do the mitzvahs, then I would make a big feast for the Tamitich HaChomim. Because I then I'm considered mitzvah V'oisa, I'm commanded, and therefore I get more reward. What do we see from this? Number one, we see that Rav yosef is in doubt whether the halacha is like the Chachamim, like the Rabbana, that say that a blind person is actually Chayiv in mitzvahs? Or is it like Rav Yehuda, that he's part of from mitzvahs? Number two, when he says, who's going to tell me that the Halacha is like Rav Yehuda? And based on that, whether I'm B'tzuva V'Oysa, and so on and so forth, it sounds like Rav Yehuda is of the opinion that according to Rav Yehuda, the blind person wouldn't be obligated in mitzvahs at all not even with the and that's why he would be so excited if someone would tell him that the halacha is like Rav Yehuda. So, what do we understand from this? That it's and this helps us understand now that it's specifically Rav Yosef, the one that said, de Kagarim Yosef and the tremendous chiddush over here. What's Rav Yosef saying? The chiddush of Hayoyim that hidden were sanctified with a kaddushas Haguf, and that it became now a gedder a definition of an object of a mitzvah, because of the command of the Abishter, this is what's causing that even a blind person, like Rabbi Yosef, when he learns Torah, he is elevated. There's a shinu in himself. And so too, when he does the mitzvah, even though he is not mitzvah of according to this opinion, nevertheless, he could impact the object. Because after Matan Torah, this is an object of a mitzvah, this is a maisa of a mitzvah. And this is why Rabbi Yosef specifically is the one that's excited about this. However, the Rebbe is not completely satisfied with this. The Rebbe says it's still not 100% smooth. Since the getter of the chefza, with which we do the, which, which we do, is obviously, why is it a getter of a mitzvah and holiness? Because of the command of the amishtar. So it makes sense to say, seemingly, that the limu da and the kiyum a of someone that's a mitzvah voice that's commanded and does it, so the actual idea that this object applies to Kedusha, is connected to Kedusha, the Kedusha applies to it. And it's connected, is going to be much more than by a person that's not commanded. But what Rabbi Yosef is saying, it sounds like he's trying to uplift and speak about how great his limud Torah and, 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 and mitzvahs are, a connection to the object of the mitzvah, not only that he too could do it, although he can't do it perfectly. It sounds like he's obviously speaking about the greatness of all of Torah and mitzvahs and it applies to him equally. The question is also that really one of the questions we had before are not completely answered. And that is, even if what Rabbi Yosef is saying is connected to the fact that he's blind, we could still ask. Rabbi Yosef is not the first blind person either. Amongst the Tanoim and Amiroim, there were other blind people. For example, that Rebbe says, we find Bava Ben Buto was a Tana that was blind. So why is it that we don't find a previous Tano or amora that was blind, should say this idea of Hilav hayoima. Even though we could answer that maybe they were of the opinion like the or, Chachamim, like the Rabbana, that a blind person is Chayim B'mitzvahs. So what is unique about Rabbi Yosef? Says the Rebbe, the Gemara tells us that Rabbi Yosef was called Sinai. Sinai means a person that had tremendous, tremendous knowledge, was fluent in all of the halachis, of all of the Mishnas, of all of the halachis of the Torah. Rabbi Yosef said about himself the words implying the same idea. That the Mishnayis and the Berayis were all organized by him as if they were given straight from Harsinai. And as we'll see in a minute why that's connected. It's like the ox that helps produce lots of wheat. And this is what the Rebbe continues right now. That the message was sent regarding there was a question: What's greater, someone that has lots of knowledge of all of these halachos, or someone that's just a person that able to analyze more and more? So the message was sent: Sinayad of someone that's fluent in all of the halachos is much better. And the example was given: Hakoyl tsirichin lemarichitaya. Everyone needs the ones that own all the that have all the wheat. In other words, with, once you have all the wheat, you can do everything else well, with it. In a similar way, you need to have all the halacha, the knowledge of all the halacha, in order to be able to apply all the different things. And as a result of that, Rabbi Yosef was the one that was appointed to Rashi etc. Says the Rebbe like this. Now we can understand that according to the opinion that a, a blind person is part of from mitzvahs. And as we said, Rabbi Yosef was in doubt about this. It's based on this, Rabbi Yosef is saying, and what he's saying is as follows. Since his mitzius is Sinai, that he has this tremendous knowledge of all the halachas, and this is what he's teaching, so even if he's enoy mitzuvah v'oise, it still makes sense to say, so on the one hand, it makes sense to say that he's not going to be able to apply the kedusha as much as a person that is mitzuvah v'oiseh. But, since as we just said, hakoil said Hakoyot chitayah, everyone needs the one who has the wheat, Everyone needs the one who has the, those halachis. Everyone needs to come on to Rabbi Yosef's Torah. And everyone was following and needed his 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 herois, his, his etc. Including those people that are mitzvah voice. Or those people that are going to do the mitzvahs and be able to do them properly. As a result of this, Ben Yisrael, Mamti, I was elevated. And I could also have that complete transformation. Even someone like Rabbi Yosef. Because of the way he's teaching and giving these totems, talking to all the other yidn As opposed to Bava ben Buta or other Tanoim and Amiroim before Rabbi Yosef, we don't find this idea that they were on the level of Sinai of their generation and that therefore everyone needed them. And therefore it's Rabbi Yosef specifically that says, Because the Kiddush of Hayoyim that was achieved, that achieved this idea, the gather of a Heftzah, of Mitzvahs or Avedis in the world, caused that even Rabbi Yosef, even if he's not Mitsuva, but since he's on this level of Sinai of his generation, he should be able to be elevated to the Tachlis HaShleimus of the Shinui of his whole Mitzi, is being transformed and changed. It says the Rebbe in this area we see Hapnimi and Nigla One This explanation goes very well with that which is explained in the chsides, that the avoid of the Avois was to achieve. Hamshaq in Ychudim Yoinim only up above, and by Matan Torah, when it was nullified the decree, and the Al were able to come down the tachtoinim, that's when it was given the ability to be Mamshach Alikus, even down here, in the Chefts of Gashmi is the things. And within this Amshach itself, there are many different levels. But generally, there is the darga of the Amsha. That what, which is in the Gashmi is the things with which you can do a mitzvah. That's step number one. The next step up is when the chayfets, when the object is actually being prepared and being designated to do a mitzvah with it. And then obviously the greatest level is when the yid draws down when he actually goes ahead and fulfills the mitzvah practically as all of this is explained at length and in detail in Torah Achsidus.